This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Construction and Power Women Investing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your further listening pleasure... Direct from the golf course and onto your radio, this is... Hello, everybody. The Fred and Jeff Show. everybody. This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt, and I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and cultures that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That is exactly right, Fred. And we invite people to visit us at fredandjeff.com, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to this tome of wisdom and entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. (laughs) (laughs) That's correct. So uh, we had a very successful... Antique Swap Show on 4th Avenue yesterday. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and there's another one coming up on March 12th. When you say successful, Fred, what does that mean? You had like 12 people there? No, actually, well, let's see, there were, I think, 17. 17, all right. 15, 16, 17 vendors. Yeah. And then just a ton of people rolling through uh, looking at all sorts of old stuff. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Including some of the uh, people who were there who were (laughs) Mm. old. Interesting. So, uh, yes, yeah, so the next one's coming up on March 12th, and then we'll be done for the season. It'll be too warm after that point to have any more swap meets. Hmm. Um, today, Jeffrey. Yes. Is the last opportunity to have sex with strangers. Today's the last showing of it? Today's the last show. Sex with Strangers, the Arizona Theater Company, Straight Cat Theater co production. Uh, it uh, opens, or today is last day, 2 p.m. at the Temple of Music and Art. Highly recommend you see it. It's an awesome, awesome show. But fear not, more theater is on its way. You know, that's a bummer. What's that? I, I cannot believe it. the run has has happened that quickly. You know, this was actually a shorter run. It was just sort of, I, I called it a uh, off-menu item for the Arizona Theater Company season because it wasn't, it's not technically part of the season, part of the you know ticket package. It was it's a, just a little co-production between ATC and Stray Cat Theater that they put together uh, for you know for additional fun for this. Interesting, because yeah, because I know we we have tickets to that, and there's no way in heck we're going to get there today at two o'clock. So that's a that's a total bummer. Well, then maybe you'll make the uh, Two Centers and a Boys Course Classic Concert at three. Where's that at? That's at the Ascension Lutheran Church on. 1220 West McGee Road. You got. I got to tell you, I don't think I'm going to make that because today, of course, is Sunday. Yes. Club Cactus Volleyball Day. And me being a member of the Club Cactus Silver 1300 team, we'll be down there at the Sporting Chance um, hanging out, watching the girls play volleyball. She just watches the girls? No, I will be there warms, with all the other parents. the bench. As Mia's out there spiking. So you know, you know how you visualize things, Fred? You visualize. I never visualize anything. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, one of the things that Mia visualizes before she crushes the volleyball over the net is my head. Is your head? Excellent. <laughs> See, I, I am, Uncle Freddie. I am Bam. a motivator. I am a motivator. <laughs> you know, and uh, I gotta, I gotta say a big uh, hello. Wait, wait, before we move on, just uh, I was gonna say a big hello to my friend Larry over at A and M Shell. Hold on, South Point alumni helped me with my car this week. Arnold and the crew over there. Hold on. Hold on. We were talking about Arizona Theater Company, Sex with Strangers. Oh, we're, I thought we were beyond that. No, we're not, because just right around the corner is yes. Of Mice and Men. Yes. The old Steinbeck 
yawn. John, I think John still owes you 20 bucks, right? Uh, he took it with him, I think. Did he? Yeah, so if Mice and Men uh, opens up. Actually, previews start on uh, March 5th and opening night's on the 11th, but that's going to be one heck of a show. It's going to be the polar opposite of Sex with Strangers. Really? Oh, of Mice and Men versus a little woohoo. No, yeah, no. no totally no. different kind of show. Well, you never know. Oh, you, know. you know. Oh, well, you know. You don't want to give away anything. I know. I won't give away anything. By the way, folks, I will give this away. This segment, as of course our first segments, is brought to you by the good folks, David and Carrie, at TucsonHappenings.com. Check out TucsonHappenings.com for all the cool things that are going on in Tucson. Right now, for instance, we're at the end of Bike Bells and Loop Map giveaways. Our friends, the Bike Ambassadors, working with Pima County Bike and Pedestrian Program, are giving away maps out there on the Loop, the Rito River and Craycroft, between on Rito River, between probably between oh, it's at Craycroft on the North <laughs> Bank Trailhead. They're out there. Oh, my God. And the Sunday Heirloom Farmer's Market over at uh, the Rideau Park. So what are they giving away at the uh, river, River? what is it, the, the loop, the bike path? Well, you know the, the loop. Path? You know the big bike loop. Yeah, that, that, I, I bike it on a regular basis. You know, it's 54 miles. Did you know that? I've done it all. You've done it all. Done no, it we're all. talking about the bike loop, Fred. Yeah. You've done the whole, in one fell swoop. No, no, over time. Done the bike loop no, in one fell swoop. No, a couple times. Uh, George and I... We we let us. By the way, I heard you and George are going to be joining me, as uh, at the book festival. Joining you? Yeah. Well, you know, I was the guy they originally invited, and then you got your little feelings hurt. Oh my lord! How come they didn't ask me to be in the book festival? You mean as a moderator? Yes. Hey, I got a I got a email from. Um, Jennifer Carroll ta- saying that I'm on the A team. Nice moderators. You know that's the uh, form letter she sends out to everybody. Yeah, because <laughs> exactly. I got the same letter. <laughs> no, Who are so, you moderating? What panel are you moderating this year? Um, you know I, the books are down in the car. I've been reading them, and uh, the theme is lawmen in mystery. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. So, but we'll talk about that. I think in. Two weeks because the book festival is coming up right. right around yeah, the next corner. week we're going down to the uh, our chamber of commerce to check out what the chamber's doing to make Tucson a great place to live. Yeah, but uh, yeah, lots of stuff happening in Tucson. So back to your your chest pumping story about about riding the loop. You ride the loop. You know about this fabulous, yeah, absolutely hidden because gem George, of George Tucson. And I, we light up a, a cigar, mm-hmm. get on our bikes. Not doing that lately, are you? Uh, we'll talk about that offline. <gasps> you oh. broke your Lenten promise? No, we just started late. We started, Fred. Well, what happened was actual, so Fat Tuesday, we smoke a million cigars, eat really good slash bad for you food. Yes. And then for Lent, we give up cigars. Yeah. Well, um, George was sick. I was sick. We couldn't do our thing. So we, we uh, moved it to the next Tuesday. So oh. it was like alt Fat Tuesday, alternative Fat Tuesday. Yeah, so we, you know, we just started a week late. But so, so you know the the whole idea behind Lent and fasting, it's great for you to you know think about how God is important in your life. That's what that's for. Is it? It is. Oh, so okay. but you can also add things instead of just taking them away. 
You can add things. No, the nuns always said take away. Well, the nuns may have said take away, but the priest... Your life is never as bad as Jesus Christ on the cross. (laughs) (laughs) You can add things too, Fred. You should add something. I will add more tequila. Okay. Less cigars, more tequila. Yeah, medicinal agave is good for you. Very good. Because the word medicinal is part of the phrase. Cool. That's how it works. Very cool. (laughs) So what else you got going on over there? Oh, yeah. You're, oh, you're missing stuff. the low-hanging fruit. Uh, it's mid, or actually, it's late February. Uh, what have what have we been, we've been doing here for ninety-one years? Going to the Tucson Rodeo. Yeah, baby, La Fiesta de los Faqueros. Yeah. So we have the parade and the rodeo itself. Rodeo week, baby. I love it. Um, I love it. Love it. And what else? Uh, some. What else are we doing with horses today? With horse today? Today. Or is there a racetrack? Yes, the Rito Downs. Wow. So they, are they doing the Rito Downs and the Heritage Farmer's Market? Yeah. Well, the Heritage Farmer's Market is way in the southeast corner of that property. Yeah. So it, so you can literally go to the horse races, have a great time, you know, and never even know someone's there trying to sell you local honey. I don't know if I like the smell of, art, you know, like, like I'm enjoying the bouquet of artisanal uh, goat cheese, and then get a whiff of the barn. The the well, you're the so you're so far in the northwest part of that park of the Rito Park in the downs inside. Yeah, you'll never. And if you're way over in the farmers market, you'll never. You'll hear the crowds well, here, cheering. Here's here's but actually, you won't be hearing the, the horses doing their business. But I just realized something. You can go to the horse races, bet it all on Snuffy Pete to win. Snuffy Pete, and then you can. Well, that's uh, a reference from something. Oh, it's a oh Henry story. Okay, uh, and then you can go to uh, short story. Then you can go to with all your winnings, go to the farmers market and buy one egg. <laughs> one egg, <laughs> one egg. By then they're closing up. They got to get rid of their stock. You probably get two. Oh, that's true. Very so true. okay, and today cheer on the U of A women's basketball team as they try to dismantle Washington State. Go down there, and of course. The other thing that we did this week, we went Tuesday night, and it was absolutely hilarious, fabulous, from friends of the sto- from the show, Trey Stone and Matt Parker, the Book of Mormon. Oh, you saw that? Oh, Fred, it was incredibly funny, hilarious. That, that one, Tony for Best Musical. Hmm. I I can't believe, seriously, I so you know I'm fifty, and. 51. 51, right. Thank you for reminding me because you're 52. Correct. I cannot believe how many of Tucson's retired population were at this show. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, oh, this is not going to go well because it's pretty irreverent. And they were rolling in the aisles. It was such a fun show. Nobody in there took, you know, took offense to it. And if they did, the part that they took offense to Far was less, was much less than the far that they laughed at and thought was hilarious. So it was awesome. Book of Mormon was awesome. Yeah. Awesome, Excellent. awesome, awesome. Excellent. Highly suggest people see it. Tomorrow. Then, today, also at 1 oh. o'clock, is the YMCA Ultimate Boot Camp and Cycling over at the Y on Shannon. So check that out. Fundraiser to raise money for kids' scholarships so kids can go to camp. 100% of proceeds go to... Send a kid to camp. Now, this is very different from the Arizona Daily Star Sportsman's Fund. Folks, if you get the paper, 
you're going to get an insert in this Thursday's newspaper kicking off the camping season. You know, we raise money to send kids to camp. Do people still even get that thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Star, Fred, they're on the comeback trail. <laughs> so, I figured out a way. I figured out a way to hack their little. You can only read two articles every thirty days. Well, just subscribe, you cheapskate. Why support I, I the local it. paper? I read the weekly. That's see to me the week. Tucson Weekly is the record. You're only getting the weekly the paper, for the last three pages in the back. Is the is the paper of record for the city of Tucson, Tucson politically? Weekly. No, well, politically. What else is there? Well, arts, entertainment, but it, that's the, in the weekly too. Ugh, but. They do movie reviews. I love the Arizona Daily Star because they help us raise, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to send kids to camp. We'll send almost 700 kids to camp this year. And when I say we, I'm a member of the Sportsman's Fund. Yeah. And I've been for like 26 years since Chick Hawkins asked me to join. Yeah. You cannot do any better with your money if you want to make an impact in a kid's life. Because we spend 98 and a half cents of every single dollar donated sending kids to camp. And the rest on beer. And the rest on postage and our telephone. Oh, well, That's good. it. You know, the Sportsman's so Fund. So please, is, folks, go sports- to Facebook page. You know, look for the little insert in the star and help us out with, with sending kids from southern Arizona who would not be able to afford to go to camp. And it's a great experience. It, you and I went to Horse camp for years. Hiking, swimming. Archery, yeah, the whole nine yards. Now, so yeah, absolutely support the sports sportsman's fund, and I'm, and you know, it's nice that the Arizona Sportsman's Fund, Arizona Daily Star Sportsman's Fund, has helped to make our daily newspaper relevant again. What has helped to make our daily newspaper what relevant? Again. Oh, stop! So You're such tomorrow a night, uh, let's see, tomorrow night, I think it's the Fox Theater. They doing it at the Fox. What? Is the continuing saga? No, it's Centennial Hall, Centennial Hall, New York campus. The continuing saga of Earth transformed. Oh yeah, the College of Science, University of Arizona College of Science uh, lecture series. The one tomorrow, uh, February twenty second, is climate change and human health impacts and pathways to resilience. Cool. Yeah. So uh, let's see. There's one, two, three. No, there's two, including tomorrow. There's three more of these series and they're just phenomenal and if you miss them you can actually go to the college of science website and uh they videotape them so you can watch them forever very cool and you talk now did you uh you haven't said anything about our friend oops time to go almost well, all right last couple of things we've got the pokemon meetup today at bookman's don't forget that for you pokemon lovers out there and the tucson ukulele meetup from two to five over yeah, at the Jeff, Wilmot one day, Library. One day, Jeff will dust that thing off. What? Dust it off? Hey, listen, he I'm might, the David Russell even, of the ukulele. He might even... Speaking of that, David Russell is having a guitar um, recital at the U of A Fred Fox School of Music at the Holes Hall today at 2.30. Folks, you got to check that out. David Russell, fantastic guitarist. And then there's tons more stuff going on. Check it out at... Tucsonhappenings.com. Don't forget the Loft Theater. Tons of great stuff. Folks, we got to take a quick break. Come back for more here on The Fred and Jeff Show. This bit of The Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Unicom Graphics, Steel Door, and Sleeping Frog Farms. Now, time for more of The Fred and Jeff Show. 
And <laughs> welcome back. This is the Fred Jeff Show. This Fred what are you Ron doing Steph. over there? <laughs> oh, Ray's like, are you guys ready? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like live. We, <laughs> it doesn't matter if we're ready or not. <laughs> we got to go. We gots to go. So we are celebrating the people, the places, events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That's right, Fred. And celebrating the history of the old Pueblo. Oh. And Southern Arizona is. You know what? Wait a second before we introduce Jim. I I have to. I would be. We would be remiss if we didn't send out our best wishes to Sid Hirsch from Hirsch's Shoes, who's calling it a day after after his family opened up Hirsch's Shoes. His mom opened it up in 1954 Mm -hmm. over there on uh, 2934 East Broadway. Sid, at 85 years old, has decided he sold his last pair of shoes. So we want to send out our best wishes and congratulations to Sid and the Hirsch family. Um, welcome to retirement. And as as the folks in my Rotary like to say, you got to be well healed to buy a pair of shoes from Sid. Um, but after eighty five years of you know, or after selling shoes for so long, um, you know, he's a great Tucsonan, and uh, we're gonna oh, miss yeah. him. And, and he actually carried a lot of stuff that nobody else carried forever that's right including uh when alec was born he was a little pigeon toed so they had special shoes that, and he was the only one he, i don't know if anybody else will now but at, at that point that was the only place you can get those kind of things and that was what 20 years ago 20 21 years ago 21 years ago yeah crazy and then tucson historic preservation foundation don't forget their historic walking tours every other saturday check out their webpage at preserve tucson.org and lastly our friend Carlos over at Vanishing Tucson. Folks, Tucson history is great. We're here today talking with Jim Turner, our friend of the show and local historian. But if you check out Tucson, the the uh, VanishingTucson.com, uh, it's a Yahoo blog. You got to, you know, got to Well, ask. it's a conversation thing. Right, a conversation. It's fantastic. Tons and tons of great Tucson history there. Well, no, Tucson folklore. no. Because if it, you know, like, for instance, well, it's not, he's there posting. It's they're, not all vetted. Though well, that's true. That's true. There's a always, lot of people remembering always, things. Yeah. I remember that this was here and that was there, and then someone else will say, "No, I think this was here and that was there." Right. But it's fun, you know, reading these people's remembrances. But since Jim Turner, historian.org, is here, then we, we need to be we accurate got, in our statements. This is true. Thank you very much. So it, it is what what Carlos describes it as is people essentially cataloging their memories. Right. And old pictures and that kind of stuff. Right. So, Jim, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, and thanks for having me here. Absolutely. And, uh, you uh, you told me in passing one breakfast Sunday yes. that you had some fun new content. I've got some great new stuff going on, and uh, funny you should mention local historian. I have a master's degree in U.S. history, and over the last few years, I've been doing stuff outside of Arizona. Oh, my gosh. Colorado. I and... realized that I could do. When I worked for the Arizona Historical Society, which I did for about eight years as historian, they wouldn't let me cross the border. Yeah, you get pigeonholed. I had a state vehicle, and I couldn't even go to Blake's across the road from Window Rock, Arizona. Really? Which is in New Mexico. And... Uh, but now I just finished writing a book about the Colorado River. I went all the way up to Wyoming to the source of the Green River, learned about the mountain men. I even went to the source of the Green River Rendezvous, where all the mountain men got together. And uh, like 2,000 of them would get together in the 1820s through the 1840s. And what would they do? 
uh, have a big drink, party. They drink, drink there you and go. party and get more supplies, and that's where they brought in all the furs to trade. And then they'd go out there for another t- t- uh, two years, and then they would do it again. And uh, but the descriptions, I've got a few of them in the book of you know mountain men that wrote about these things, and it was just wild. You know, big campfire dances and Indians were there, and the whole nine yards. Wow. So, but what's the name of your new book? It's called The Mighty Colorado from the Glaciers to the Gulf. And when is it uh, July coming out to the public? First is what we've I've seen the proofs of it. It looks nice. It looks and very nice. By U of A Press, by by El Rio Rio Nuevo Rio Nuevo Publishers. Good question there. Good All right. Question. Well, I know you always like to give a shout out yep. Yep. to your folks over at Absolutely. Rio Nuevo. And we we like those guys too. I mean, they they got some great. Oh, we have some terrific books. We got more coming. Uh, just some really good books. Yeah. So see, if, see if you're interested in the reprint of uh, Borderman. Yeah, yep, that's there. We we do that one. We pick up really. Yeah, like currently printing it. Um, no, no, we carry it. I I'm not sure because U of A Press is because it's. Uh, I think it was New Mexico Press did the first one. Right. Yeah. UVA Press did the second. Right. No, I'm not sure. We're also a book distributor, so we may carry it. Okay. You know, we may have uh, stuff in the warehouse. And, of course, Fred, right. you're referring to Borderman, the memoirs of Jose Federico Ronstadt. That's Federico right. Jose. Yeah. I like to invert that so you don't get as much credit. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's our great-grandfather. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, so— but, Back to you. Yeah. The uh, the other thing that I was doing for the last five years, every other year, the Bonanza International Fan Club has a- Bonanza get- the show? Bonanza the TV show. Dun, 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 International Fan Club, and they meet at the Ponderosa 2 in Mesa. I think the name of the subdivision is called Apache Gold or something like now, that. Now, wait a minute. Apache Country. Some very smart- Entrepreneur in Mesa created a Ponderosa too. The man's name was Lauren Green. Yeah, was it really he Lauren was Green? One of the partners in that uh, in Bonanza. Yeah. So yeah. Lauren Green, the actor. Yeah, Lauren Green, the actor. He lived in Mesa and started a, a Ponderosa too. Yeah. And yeah. that's where all these folks are getting together. Yep, absolutely. And you're doing a book on that? No, no, no. What I do is they give me a couple of episodes. And I do what I call reel-to-reel. I talk about the Bonanza episode and what really happened uh, that the episode is about. And the first one I did had to do with Tyson Wells, which was a stage station out uh, in in Quartzsite. It's right where Quartzsite, Arizona, is now, right near the Colorado River. And uh, and they went down, the boys went down there to get a horse for, for Pa Cartwright, and uh, they made Tyson Wells into this big fort, like Fort Yuma, which it was not. And they had a Comanchero, which we didn't have Comancheros in Arizona. And that was played by um, Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy? Yeah. Spock? Yeah. Wow. And so I went through, but surprisingly, they're very accurate. Oh, so, so you're saying that all these Bonanza episodes are based, are based on, on historical fact yes, of some? Yes. The, really? The, the producer... Um, David Dortort loved history. The next one I did a couple of years later was about the Pyramid Lake Wars, the Paiute Wars, right outside of Virginia City. And he was amazingly accurate. I I just couldn't believe how accurate he was. And uh, so I said, well, there was a rape scene in there. And and they said, oh, we had it in the script, but the censors took it out. Oh, because 1960s 1960s TV. Yeah. Sure. 
That's crazy. I had no idea the Bonanzas were uh, yeah. accurate. I didn't either. This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Contracting, Ronstadt Insurance, and Casa de la Luz Hospice. This is Fred Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstein here with my little brother Jeff. Hola, Shukshon. We are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and culture that make a living in Tucson and Southern Arizona. So gosh darn wonderful. <laughs> and we invite people to visit us at friendjeff.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to this tome of wisdom and entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. So, folks, we've been talking with Jim Turner, jimturnerhistorian.org, who is a friend of the show, our... our uh, uh, you make it once a quarter, Jim. You come yep. around and yep. and we bother you. We, <laughs> oh, you regale us with awesome hey, stories. See, this is the thing. Jim like brings a stack of paper, or at least he used to. I still do. Of, well, I got but, sixteen pages. Yeah, here. but but it used to be like a lot thicker. But yeah. you you get to maybe the first paragraph. Right. <laughs> That's it. Because we're it. always giving you a hard time. <laughs> so wait. So before we had to take our break, which I got to tell you came so fast. Yeah. We were talking about you and the Bonanza guys right, right. getting together and you're and you're vetting these Bonanza episodes. Absolutely. And what yeah. you found in these Bonanza episodes is that there's a lot of all of them practically pretty accurate are based on actual yeah. historical events. No, this David Dortort, he did his homework and very obscure. I didn't know about the Paiute Wars. I'd never heard of it, but that's because I was strictly Arizona and that's what I'm saying is I had to branch out. Well, I got an email. Somebody went to my website, and they want me to appear at M7Con. M7? M7Con in Los Angeles Convention Center. That's October I don't know, 12, 13, 14, or something like that. And I'm going to give two panels, and one of them will be Bonanza Real to Real. And we're going to try to get some of the Bonanza International. And I'm, I swear, the people that show up there are from Scotland and Germany and England and all over the place because they re-ran. You know, they even had Haas Cartwright speaking Japanese. No way. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, it man, was, it that's was hilarious. Big. Yeah, that, I've, I've seen some of those clips. They are hilarious. Now, M7, what's M7? Magnificent Seven. Which is based on what film? Magnificent Seven. Magnificent Seven. Negative. No. Magnificent Seven is based on the Seven Samurai. Oh, that's right. Have you You're ever right. seen the Seven oh, yeah, Samurai, yeah. Fred? It's, it's an yeah. Americanized version of, of a the Japanese. Seven Sam- and the Seven yeah. Samurai is one of my Absolutely. favorite all-time movies. I love that movie. So cool. So you so, are going to this M7 going conference. M7. And I told him I would dress up, so i got to get costume. You know, I've got to spend some bucks here. but You need a uh, Haas hat. Huh? You need a Haas hat. Oh, yeah, hat. you'd look now, good in a Haas hat. The other talk that I'm giving is Mark Twain in the West. Ooh. because And that's the one I brought all the notes for. I notice you have a Mark Twain quote. Oh, and, I love uh, Mark Twain. Yeah, he's just great. And the thing is, for some reason I decided, now that I don't have to do only Arizona and I don't have to do only Tucson anymore, although I still do those, um, Mark Twain went West with his brother in 1861 Went for three months. Stayed. From where? Where did he go from? Uh, he where went did Twain... from Missouri. He's he's from. He was an editor. In that San was Fr- where he comes from. He was an editor in San Francisco. Yeah, yep, and also Virginia City, but he went to Carson City originally, and uh, with his brother, he says, "I proposed to stay in Nevada three months. I meant to see all I could see that was new and strange, and then hurry home to business." I little thought that I would not see the end of the three-month pleasure excursion for six or seven uncommonly long years. Wow. 
he got kicked out of Nevada for violating the dueling laws. Uh Uh-oh. I said, what the heck? Who ever heard of Mark Twain dueling? It just doesn't fit his character. Well, oh, but at he all. was a he was a gentleman, wasn't he? Yes. Was he a Virginia his gentleman? His mother was, was a, a Southern rogue. Belle. He was a his rogue. mother was a Southern Belle, and uh, I've got that quote here about what happened with the duel. He said James Laird, editor of the rival newspaper, was hurt by something I had said about him. Some little thing. I don't remember what it was now. Probably called him a horse thief or one of those <laughs> little phrases customarily used to describe another editor. So the guy challenged him to a duel. And, of course, he's a southern southerner, so he has to do it. But they set up a, 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 a fence rail, and he could, not only could he not hit the rail, he couldn't hit the barn that it was leaned up against. So... Here's what he says. As luck would have it, Gillis, his second, shot the head off a bird no bigger than a sparrow just minutes before Laird and his second arrived for the duel. When someone asked who shot the bird, Gillis said Clemens had done it from 30 yards. Well, my life was saved, saved by that accident. I don't know what the bird thought about the interposition of Providence, but I felt very, very comfortable (laughs) over it, satisfied and content. So he didn't actually fight the duel. But he had set up a duel, and they kicked him out. So he went to Roaring Camp, and that's where he wrote The Jumping Frog of Calaveras County. And then he wound up in San Francisco. And eventually he was a correspondent for a San Francisco newspaper in Hawaii. And he's got some wonderful stories. And this is all in a book called Roughing It. Yeah. So yeah. you can just get that book and uh, and see. But he described the West just marvelous. It's just wonderful and uh, it's great to have that kind of a backup writer. All I have to do is tell you what Mark Twain said. And so that's what I'll be doing in L.A. is talking about Mark Twain in the West. Wow. So you really have branched out yep. from Absolutely. the Arizona Historical Society yep. to, Absolutely. would you say it's more like Western, Western. United States yeah. What history? I'm trying to do now is get bookings in Germany. They love Western history in Germany. And... Uh, there was an author named Carl May, M-A-Y, Carl May, in the 1880s, and he wrote Western novels. He had the main character was a, a mountain man called Old Shatterhand, and he had an Indian sidekick named Winnetou. And uh, he wrote about eight different novels, and he'd never been to the United States. He got it from dime novels and the uh, expeditions, the exploring expeditions, the U, not USGS, but yeah, some of that. But even before that, the military expeditions. So he only came to the United States after uh, he had become famous for writing these books. He went to the uh, exposition in St. Louis in 1904, but he never got west of the Mississippi. And uh, wow. people were reading these books. They still do. They made movies out of Karl May's books in the 1950s and early 1960s in Poland. And so we call them sauerkraut western. No, like, <laughs> not Elke's, like spaghetti westerns. Elke Summer was in one of those westerns. Oh, that's... Carl May, if you talk to a German that's here visiting Tombstone or something, and you ask about Karl May, oh, yes, I read Karl May. Albert Schweitzer read Karl May. Everybody did. So if I can get over to Germany, I can get bookings like crazy. So let me ask you a question. Uh, you know, because we've known you for a number of years. Yeah. Um, and we've, you know, we started leaning on you to be on the show. And, <laughs> you know, because I, I got to tell you, when I'm out in the community and, and folks say, hey, are you Jeff Ronson? Yeah. 
and is Fred really your brother? You know, they always just are you guys really brothers? Right, and I right. said, Yeah, yeah, we're brothers. Um, they they invariably someone says, Well, that historian you have on your show, we just love him. Oh, come on. You know, no, no, no. People <laughs> love hearing history about our you know, about our community. Yeah. So what's the goal for I mean, this is like Jim Turner part two. Yep. You're retired. You're, you know, folks, you can. These are my encore career. Yeah. I mean, folks can book you for their, you know, for their events. Absolutely. For... And that's one reason I went to more of the interesting stuff. I gave a talk down at uh, La Posada in Green Valley, retirement right. community. Sure. And uh, when they saw that it was going to be Mark Twain, I filled the room. You know, people would much rather hear about Mark Twain than about. The Ronstadt family of Tucson. I'm sorry. No, no, but, that, you know, I would too, personally. Uh, most of the people that have moved here, they've moved yeah, we've, here recently. We've made up most of those stories. Yeah, right. Sure. Exactly. And we're and still I've making them up every day. a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so my question really to you is, is is this where you see yourself? Is this yeah. kind of the, the, yeah. the glory just, days of Jim is traveling the world, talking about the Old West? Yeah, travel and, a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to do it all day long, but why not? Well, but you've traveled all over Colorado and yep. Wyoming that for your new trip. book. Yep. You've traveled all over Arizona for your Arizona book. Right. Fabulous book. Yep. I just shared one of those the other day with my buddy Ken Flower. He he was ear to ear grin. He was just so excited to to read that book. Um, and now you're talking about going to Germany and sure. I mean this sounds really fun. Well, people love the West, and the great thing about Mark Twain is. He talks about sagebrush. He says, take a cedar tree and make a two-foot model out of the, the toughest telegraph wire you can get, and that's a sagebrush. <laughs> and it smells somewhere between, I forget where that one is, but he said it, it, the smell is somewhere between a uh, uh, cedar, I, I can't find it, but cedar and a polecat. <laughs> oh, here it is. It Well, it emits an odor, which isn't exactly magnolia and equally isn't exactly polecat, but it's sort of a compromise between the two. So here's <laughs> a guy. Awesome. It's not made up later by movie directors. Mark Twain was there. Yeah. He made it up right back then when he was there. See, I think but that's he great. exaggerated about it. He said he saw a man that had an adobe house and there were there was grass growing off the top. And he said he'd never seen a man with a front yard on top of his house before. And it's just like That's we great. know we've seen adobe houses with prickly pears. Oh, sure, oh, yeah, of yeah. course. But to come up with that idea of how to describe it, you know, well, see, that's Mark he, he Twain. Is, people don't give him credit for being the original gonzo journalist. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he's like the Hunter S. Thompson of his day. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's funny. Yeah. So who are some of the – well, you brought some some stuff today to share with us. Sure. What what else what else do you have well, there? Because before we do that, we'll, let's take our last break and then we can okay. just sail through the rest of the. Hour. All right, yeah. folks, we're going to be back. We've got more fun history here with Jim Turner, so stick around for more here on the Friend Jeff Show. <laughs> this portion of the Friend Jeff Show is brought to you by Anthony's Cigar Emporium. Power Women Investing, and Mayfield Florist. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Shukshon. And we're celebrating the people, the places, events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson, Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. And we are sitting here talking 
telling stories or listening <laughs> to stories with friend of the show and a local historian, actually international historian, <laughs> Jim Turner. You can find him at jimturnerhistorian.org. And let's see, before the break, we were talking about Mark Twain, but now we're moving yep. into... Some other stuff. Steamboats. Steamboats. Which is kind well, of Well, no, no, hold on. One of the things, yeah, and I want to share this. Way. I want to okay. share this with our listeners because of what uh, we were talking about. Sure. So one of the things you said before we had to take a break was that, you know, people will come out in droves to hear stories about Mark Twain. Right. And I said, well, who are some of the people that Others. will come out in droves in Arizona history? And you said, you know, Billy the Kid and Wyatt Earp and hear about the gun, the gunfight at OK Corral, right. that kind of stuff. Right. And um, and so a minute ago you were sharing us a, a minute ago you were sharing a story that maybe Pat Garrett didn't kill Billy the Kid. Yes, uh, people <laughs> hate it when I do this sort of thing. I was hoping you weren't going to ask me on the air, but what are you saying? Let's give out the number. Yeah, Real Nuevo Publisher. Right. The uh, one of my jobs is to vet or fact check other people's manuscripts because we publish about six or eight books every year and we've got a book coming out that has to do with new mexico and um it's called get your kicks on new mexico route 66 and we did already get your kicks on arizona route 66 and it was a lot of fun there's a lot of pic uh pictures in it it's kind of a travel log where to get the best pie in arizona oh, cool you know? and uh and that would be joe and aggies as far as i'm concerned it's not triple t no joe and aggies on route 66 oh okay yeah see so we're off the hook with triple right. t yeah. but they have a fruit burrito in uh, a fruit, fruit burrito, burrito. Yeah, or actually a fruit funny enough that's what we used to call it's fred when he was a kid <laughs> The fruit burrito. No, it's a fruit chimichanga, and it's at Joe and Aggie's on Route 66, just right up the street from the Wigwam Motel in Holbrook. Right. But uh, so now we're doing New Mexico Route 66, and I, they gave me the thing. You're the historian, Jim, so I got to check all the facts. And I ran across all these websites about Billy the Kid not being killed by Pat Garrett and not buried at Fort Sumner. And it turns out that there are many uh, responsible historians that claim that he was interviewed in the 1950s. I believe it was the 1950s. And he was very nervous, and they did it in a courtroom, and he, he just never showed up again. But there's quite a passel of current historians that believe. Now, the reason they were interviewing him was why? At the time, they yeah. just they were just interviewing him. Are you Billy the Kid? And they he well, answered the right questions. Somebody said, "Hey, you know what? I think this guy over here is Billy the Kid." And and so they brought him in just to just curious. It wasn't a court deal or anything, but they happened to use the county courthouse, probably the only public building in the town. Right. I, I I can't remember all the details, but I know if you go online and look for it, you'll find quite a few historians that uh, that think that he wasn't killed that's cool yep that's very except cool. that i'm doing a book uh we're doing a book that says visit the cemetery so what i have to do is write a sentence <laughs> oh and no say, so like popular a... popular belief is that he was killed here no do you give and any more than that of, no uh-uh no because we're not gonna sell books if we <laughs> tell them they wasn't born there i mean wasn't killed there yeah but you so, know rio nuevo you guys have such a huge catalog everything yeah. from 
hummingbirds, you know, you know, plant these in your backyard and you're going right. to get a plethora of hummingbirds yeah. all the way to ancient Southwest history, He's ghost riders in the sky. Yeah. Remember Fred, when we had the ghost riders in the sky oh, yeah. author yeah. on the show, Oh, he's something else. history of the Hopi people, Indian jewelry making Navajo. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on and yeah, on. It's really Southwest. Um, it's so Southwest. So real Nuevo publishers is, I mean, it's a fine website. Folks yep. should check it we out. We were quoted by the New York times last week. Really? And actually, it was a sentence or two that I wrote. And they credited Renoevo Publishers, but an author and editor named Jake Page passed away. He was 80-something, 80, 80 years old, I think. And he wrote a book for us about the Pueblo Uprising of 1680 and 1694. Oh, and the Pueblo Indians and the First American War for Religious Freedom by yes, Jake Page. That's it. Yeah, uprising. Absolutely. How does he do this? Fred? He's the interwebs. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm faster than yeah. the interweb. Fred. Yeah. So anyway, I got to interview Jake Page and write a little blog biography of him. And he sent me some marvelous material. And so when the New York Times, when Jake died, they went looking on the Internet for things that people had written about Jake Page, and they found my little blog, my little bio blog. So they they quoted it, and they cited Renuevo, an interviewer from Renuevo Publishing. Wow! So you can add that to your list. Of I was very pleased. I was very interviewer. Pleased <laughs> <laughs> so you brought another story in today about the about the, uh, yeah, the Colorado River. Well, actually, I got I got the, the whole jumping frog story here, but I can tell you, I just gave a talk about the Colorado ri- steamboats on the Colorado River because that was a little part of my book, which, you know, covers Wyoming and Colorado and all of that. But I've always been fascinated about the steamboats, and the first time I gave the talk was about two years ago, and it was boring. I was putting them to sleep because it was like, well, the first steamboat was 64 feet long. Oh, gee. And, yeah. And the next steamboat was 102. Well, and the thing is, the material that's out there, it's all written by historians that are like quantifiers, you know. Right. And so I wasn't getting any good material. And then I ran across this uh, explorer, and uh, he was hired by the U.S. Army to explore the mouth of the Colorado River, the delta of the Colorado River, and his name was Henry Darby, but he spelled it D-E-R-B-Y. And I said, you know, I'm looking at it in print, and I go, is that Darby or Derby? And so I had to go to, you know, the Internet, and when did this thing where in England they'll call it, you know, we call it the Kentucky Derby, they've got Darbies in England. Horse races are called Darbies, and it's spelled the same way. Oh, wow. And then I found out that varsity, it comes from the word versity, but the English pronounce it A-R, E-R pronounced A-R. So when you are part of the varsity, it comes from the word versity. Hmm. And anyway, this Darby guy, not only did he explore the Colorado, he was the first humorist in California in 18. He was there for the gold rush. He was there in the military. And then he started writing articles for the San Diego newspaper. Isn't it amazing that it took California <laughs> that long to get a humorist? <laughs> no, there were Because any... we've been making fun of California probably since the 1600s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Darby had some great... He had a cure for fleas. He wrote a whole article about fleas. And the best way to get rid of fleas is to coat yourself with tar 
And when it hardens, the fleas will die. And when your knees, when it cracks, you just put another coat of, of tar. Oh, on your my knees. gosh. That's and there's so another funny. easier way, and that's wherever you've gotten bit by a flea, immerse it in boiling water. And that will kill the flea, and you won't even feel the pain of the flea bite. <laughs> Don't feel anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm interested in in the story of Calaveras County. Oh, okay. Because that that's like, you know, that's it's the, what made Mark Twain famous. Right, exactly. It really is the notorious jumping frog of Calaveras. 1864, County. and he's like 29 years old at the time, and it wound up being printed in Greek and Russian. It went international. And uh, and so that's what really made him famous. But he's there at this mining camp, Angels Camp, which is elevation is so high that you know, the, you're breathing the air that the angels breathe. Right. But he talks about he went to interview a guy and they're talking about this guy who was a gambler. And he's talking about uh, and this is a very short. It's a long, short story. Right. right. And uh, only eight pages. I got the whole thing. But. If there was, this is about Jim Smiley. If there was a horse Jim race, Smiley. you'd find him flush. Or if you'd find him busted at the end of it. If there was a dog fight, he'd bet on it. If it was a cat fight, he'd bet on it. If there was a chicken fight, he'd bet on it. Why, if there was two birds sitting on a fence, he would bet you which one would fly first. But here's the good part. Parson's wife laid sick, very sick once for a good while, and it seemed as if they weren't going to save her. When one morning he come in, the parson that is, and Smiley asked how she was, and he said she was considerable better, thank you. Thank the Lord for his infinite mercy, and coming on so smart that with the blessing of providence she'd get well yet. And Smiley, before he thought, said, well, I'll risk two and a half to one that she don't make it anyway. Yep. Uh, and, you know, they I guess it translated into any language, you know, that that story. And uh, and you, of course, still get it online. You can get the whole story up there. But yeah, uh, a lot of Mark Twain is public domain domain now. Yeah. Is it public yeah. domain? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Anything Was it 70 years or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 1923 for photographs. So. so Jim Smiley and his jumping frog jumping can be read frog. on, on yep. uh, the interweb. Cool. Yep. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yep. So, so, so the other thing I did for that steamboats one is Martha Summerhays. Say that again. Martha Summerhays was an officer's wife, and she rode on that steamboat in 1874 in July. And so she talks about um, she talks about riding on the steamboat, and they had a dining room, and the knives handles were so hot they could hardly pick them up. And the, the arms of the chairs felt like they were about to burst into flames. Wow. They lost three soldiers, died from the heat, wow. buried him right there in the sand uh, along the Colorado Riverbank. But uh, you know, it's just wonderful. And, I, again, I just print out the stuff that she said about traveling on the steamboat, and people really like that. She wrote a book called Vanished Arizona. And if you haven't read Vanished Arizona, you're missing a huge part of Arizona history. No kidding. She used to write letters back to her sister. And uh, and her sister and her kids kept bugging her. So in 1908, she wrote this book, memoirs and letters and everything, put together. And she published it. It's called Vanished Arizona. And it has not been out of print since 1908. Wow. Yeah. It's absolutely wonderful. And she went... 
She was at Fort Apache. She was at Camp Mojave. She was at Fort Lowell for a little while. She was at Camp McDowell. So if you want to know anything about Arizona in the 1870s, Mar- Martha Summerhays probably talks about so it. So that's the the Friend Jeff Show, Jim Turner tip of yep. the uh, of that's the day. Vanished Arizona. Vanished Arizona. Summerhays. All right, folks, we got to go. Have a great week. We'll see you here next week on the Friend Jeff Show. This portion of the Friend Jeff Show is brought to you by Sleeping Frog Farms and Fred's Meditation Salon and Tequila Lounge.